All right. Hello and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Jeremiah Johnson, your typical host, and we're, uh, we might not have the greatest sounding audio here for this episode, but we're going to do something fun. We're having a roundtable not a fan discussion. On Saturdays, we have a men's Bible study. Uh, we're going through some different things, but we're going through a book right now called Not a Fan, which some of you may have read before. Solid book. It's got one anthem and one theme flowing throughout the book, and it's just simply, are you a fan or are you a follower of Jesus? So Pastor Justin, you've been the leader, but before we, before you take it away, let's intro, all introduce ourselves here on this round table. Howdy. What's your name? Pastor Justin. Pastor Justin. You are? The kids pastor at Grace Point Assembly. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Good morning. I'm Kelly Stevens, uh, and I'm a follower of Jesus. A.K.A. AKA. One half of the modern Christian dads, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. All right. And you, sir? Uh, my name is Elmar Matariegos, and I'm a follower, too. Yeah, Amen. hopefully we're trying to figure out if we're followers or fans here in this, yes. this study. So Pastor Justin, we're on chapter, I wanted, I wanted to talk about chapter 6, at least briefly, self-empowered or spirit-filled. And the reason I wanted to dive into this a little bit is because I went on Wednesday night, I went absolutely hardcore on the Holy Spirit, Woo. the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I like how he dresses it. He talks about it in this particular chapter, chapter 6. He says, you cannot be a follower Unless you are filled with the Holy Spirit, I agree. Uh, oh, hold on, we got another member coming. <laughs> I had, you know, I had to hit all three doors before I could get to today. What do you guys think about that? I, I mean, because uh, I was talking about uh, on Wednesday, I was talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how that is so essential and it should be a natural part of the follower of Christ lifestyle. I agree. Uh, you know, I I gotten saved when I was 18 years old, and I did not actually get filled with the Holy Spirit until I was r- roughly somewhere around 32, 33 years old. Um, and something happened to me. I, I because I was I was a I was a follower, but I I was just. I was learning, and, and uh, I was kind of hit and miss in my in my walk with the, with the Lord, and uh, but I loved Him. Uh, but then when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden a, a boldness kind of uh, come upon me that I had never had before. Uh, Just and, like Acts chapter one verse eight, you shall yeah, receive power to yes, be my witness. Yes. You that, that was I, a reality. I, it was a reality. Okay. I, I experienced that, and. Uh, that that month when I got filled with the Holy Holy Ghost, that month I started a path of uh, just being a, a, a warrior, and uh, I led twenty people to the Lord that month. Wow! Uh, and that was something that would have never happened prior to that. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes into your heart. And he changes everything. So it's not a joke. It's not like some made-up theology from Pentecostal people. No, sir. No, sir. (laughs) You notice the difference, right? Yes. Well, immediately I noticed the difference. The the moment that I I received uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I knew something happened. Yeah, there's a help there. Uh, uh, Here's another quote from the book. When we try to follow Jesus without being filled daily with the Spirit, we find ourselves frustrated by our failures and exhausted by our efforts. 
He just talked about how the Holy Spirit is helps us, gives us. It's almost like when we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we're doing it on our own. That's right. We're doing Christianity on our own. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we tend to fall more that way because we want to do it on our own power. We, we think we can do it all on our own, but we need that help. We need that guide to guide it through our walk. Yeah. You know, I do like the uh, one of the, another verse, being filled with the power of the Spirit begins with an honest acknowledgement of our own weaknesses. We are weak, but we need his help to fulfill the, the yep. work. I think I th- another kind of bold thought I thought that was interesting uh, that I put in my notation here. He has John chapter 16 on page 90, John chapter 16, verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him. So here's what I wrote in my notes. I said, maybe we have something better than Jesus in person. And so what he was saying was that he was going with this thought process of, wow, like, you know, they got to be with Jesus. They got to walk with the, you know, we, and sometimes yeah. we talk about that as believers, yeah. like, oh, if only I got to see Jesus and, you know, sit around with him at the, the fire and eat fish. Maybe we have something better than Jesus in person. We have the, now have the baptism in the Holy Spirit to fill our lives, yeah. Yeah. which that's what, and, and obviously Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're not different people, but Jesus said, I'm going to give you something better Yes. Than me in person. Yes. Well, and we forget about that reality. Well, think about it this way. In the Old Testament, they got to walk with God. They got to be in his presence. In the New Testament, the disciples got to be physically present with Jesus. And then Jesus says, you know, I have to go away. Something better coming. Mm-hmm. Because we have the Holy Spirit in us now. Yeah. Well, you think about the disciples. They were walking with Jesus. They were walking beside him, uh, and they were basically following his lead. Uh, but it's beside them. When you receive the Holy Spirit, it is now inside you. You mm-hmm. know, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it does. It's good. It is good that I'm going to leave you. That's yes. what Jesus said. It's yeah. good. And the one thing now, I'm going to say something that sounds uh, maybe arrogant, but I think it's true is I think we live in a better, a greater era of Christianity and following God than David, uh, Moses, mm-hmm. Elijah. We have the benefit of living in a greater era of following God than them. And he puts this thought in page 91 that I thought was interesting because he's, he's kind of flowing again with the same thought process. He says, but I think it'll be just the opposite in heaven. Before we can uh, ask David, what was it like to, to slay the giant to win the battles, right? We're going to be like, whoa, David, what was that? I wish I could have been there. Oh, man, that must have been so powerful. He's going to say, now, this is hypothetical, you know, yeah. this hasn't happened yet. But he's going to say, he'll say, tell me, what was it like on earth to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you? That David's going to be like, what was it, you know, just as we're going to think like of all these old Bible stories of how amazing it was for them. Yeah. He's going to reciprocate the thought and say, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit in you? I wish I could have been in that era of being a follower of God. And then he also says, Elijah, you know, obviously we're going to say, oh, a fire from heaven. And he's going to say, Elijah might say, tell me, what was it like to have God living inside of you? Because remember, these guys had the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit was moving on them. Mm -hmm. 
and through their works, but God was not living inside of them. That's right. You know, this Sunday night, I'm going to have a message called Pitch a Tent. Uh, and, you know, they had to go to tents and then a tabernacle. And, uh, but God was not fully inside of them. And now he is in us, yeah. according to the word of God. And then he says, Moses might say, I had to climb that mountain to meet with God. You tell me what was it like to have him dwell within you every day? And I was reading that last night about the whole pitch a tent thing that God or Moses did get to meet with God face to face and talk to him as a man talks to another man, which is amazing. But he still had to climb the mountain to get there. That's right. He still yeah. had to go to the tent. Yeah. He's, you know, now it's like all. So all these guys are like. He had to do the work. Yep. Yeah. Now we don't have to do the work. He's there 24 seven. Amazing. Absolutely. I'm so thankful for that. Richard, what do you think? You're diving into the podcast here. Okay. I know it's it's overwhelming, you know, to be on a podcast for the first time. It really is. But once you get through that first one, Richard, it's, you know, it's amazing after that. <laughs> uh, moving on to a couple of things I wanted to go here, and we're not going to go long in this particular podcast, just because the audio probably isn't going to be tremendous of how we're set up. It says, fans may have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, but they aren't being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's one thing I want to encourage us as, you know, we're in this church that's a Pentecostal church. But we have to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we limit that event to a one-time event, kind of like salvation, right? right. Salvation is, at least in our opinion, which is, we think, pretty, pretty biblical, is that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's, right. a, it's a daily process. Mm-hmm. We're... We're serving God every day. We wake up. We have to make a decision. It's not that our salvation isn't secure. Right. Uh, it's not that Jesus, oh, man, you know, what his work is finished, but we have to daily live for Christ. Right. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We have to wake up and ask, Lord, I need Holy Spirit, fill me all over again. Yeah. Fill me up again so that I'm not doing it on my own, so yeah. that I'm living for you. Well, how cool is it that you can wake up with your, with your best friend, Lord Jesus, and then ask that Holy Spirit... Uh, that's within you guide me today and lead me to somebody that needs your presence you know because they're around us all day long a lot of times we just don't recognize it but the holy spirit within us can nudge us can speak to us uh and and say this person that you're working beside today is really struggling and uh needs to know my my love and so you just start speaking to them and the cool thing is is you don't have to know what to say. He will tell you what to say. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And how, how you know, he, this is really more the opening of the book because he talks about how often the Holy Spirit is put to the side in the context of our Christianity. Like I, I sometimes when I'm teaching about the Holy Spirit, I've challenged people this. I'm like, okay, listen to your recorded or something like that. Yeah. Uh, record your prayer time sometime. And listen to how many times you say God. Listen to how many times you say Jesus. My Father, Lord, and my listen God, to how Lord. many times you say the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and the ratio of that. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is God. Yes. We can talk to the Holy Spirit. And actually we probably should be talking to the Holy Spirit more in the context of the framework of the Bible because Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to be truth. He's going to be uh give us direction. He is the he is he, he's taking us to Jesus. Yes. And so we should probably implement all of who he is. Amen. On a much more regular basis in our spiritual life. Amen. Yep. 
And you know, it's I've heard references before. You know, he's the he's the third cousin to the Trinity or <laughs> stepbrother or things like that. But the Holy Spirit is so necessary and needed yeah. to our lives, and 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 maybe it is because of weird experiences bad theology, bad teaching that we now kind of stray from the Holy Spirit, but how much we need him. Yeah. Yes, sir. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Yep. Yeah. One, one God. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm excited in a, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Holy Spirit conference at our church. And, uh, just that we, that we are, the Holy Spirit should be active in the life of our church. Yes. Active. And, uh, and I, at the end of the day, uh, I, I said this to someone the other day, uh, whatever your take is, whether it's you know baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, is the initial visit, uh, evidence is tongues or wh- whatever your take is, I don't care. At the end of the day, I do know one thing is that Paul said, "Eagerly desire the Spirit." Yes, and all that comes with the Holy Spirit individually and in the context of our gatherings together as followers of Christ. Amen. You guys have any other thoughts? I thought that was powerful last night. Maybe I just forgot that I read that chapter, but I reread it the other day, and I just got done preaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Wednesday night, and I really went hard on it. So yeah. I was like, I kind of came away from that Wednesday night. I'm like, I hope I didn't offend anyone, but um, I, I don't. I but just don't we, make we any apologies. I don't make, offend people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's our goal. Yeah, but you know, I just don't make any apologies. We need. The work of the Holy Spirit. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We need all of that stuff. And um, I know I have a story. I have a testimony of how I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I really am sometimes kind of uh, baffled that we aren't talking about welcoming, speaking that which is the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do yeah. in the life of our church. Well, and I think that... Uh... In today's time, there's a, a lot of misunderstanding, I think, about the Trinity uh, and about the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, some people call it the Holy Ghost, and you know, and because of uh, maybe because of Hollywood and 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 using the word spirit or, or ghost or whatever, I think that that brings up some negative stuff, and and it makes people uh, a little bit of afraid. You know, but, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman (laughs) and and he is not going to force anything uh, on you. And uh, all he's going to do is bring peace (laughs) and love and confidence, you know, and uh, uh, just uh, a supernatural awareness uh, of uh, God's presence. Yeah. We need to simply put, I kind of say like this, we just need to start making the supernatural just a little natural. bit more natural. That's right. I agree with that. <laughs> you know, a, a, a regular, that's why That's why I think we have, when it comes to tongues, baptism, Holy Spirit, manifestation, it's like it freaks us out or like it's kind of because it's so not a regular part of our life. Right. And there's all these other things that we do just so naturally. Right. In life, just with no thought, no, just, we just do them. So uh, that's, I want the spiritual things to become more natural and maybe the natural to become more foreign right. or weird than operating in the spiritual. Amen. Any last take, guys? Nope. All right. Well, with this was just a quick little encouragement on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Hey, pray every day. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Empower me. Because we don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to live this. We don't have to do our Christianity on our own. We have each other. But most importantly, the one thing that we do have is the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us each and every day. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time.